Welcome back to It's Just Fantasy Season 3, and I believe it's entering our eighth year in the league. I have to double check that. Probably should have looked at it. <laughs> but it's been some years, the third year of this podcast, though. And as always, if you do not remember, this is your first year back since we've started this. Taco! It is Sailor, Eli, and Arlen. We'll come to you usually one day a week throughout the regular season, but do not expect us to give away any of our secrets for pre-draft, so this might be the last one for a while. Eli, go on your own. All right, as your commissioner, I have... We'll go over an agenda in a moment, Eli, just saying hi. Oh, oh. All right, hi. (laughs) It's a good kickoff for Eli, and, uh, and I think that... Sailor, you might be on mute, but let me go over the agenda before we say hello to Sailor as well, and we've got, Eli said he has some kind of announcement, so that's what he was kicking off, that I cut him off, even though I was curious what the hell it is. Uh, and then so, we've got, I... <laughs> Jesus Christ, do you not know how agendas work? Have you been in a meeting before? <laughs> you cut it. Uh, I don't know how to do academia, <laughs> Dr. Eli. <laughs> I heard my name, I go. Here in the professional world, we follow agendas. (laughs) Now that we got Eli on the same page, I'm going to go over the agenda for the show. First off, he has an announcement that he is going to make. He won't clue us in on it, so we'll find out then. Uh, Next up, we've got an ask from the It's Just Fantasy show to the league uh, managers. And then we are going to go over key dates, the divisions... And congratulations for last year. Dan is the champion, and it's painful to say that. Uh, And then next up, we're going to take a look at all the rules and give our opinions on them. And then we're going to go ahead and break down one of them, the fab, so that everybody's on the same page. Now you can go, Eli. All right. So, hello everybody. Hope uh, the COVID shutdowns and stuff haven't affected you too much, but I know you're going to be like me anyway, uh, looking forward to some semblance of normalcy with the upcoming fantasy season. Um, However, this will be my last announcement as your commissioner, as I have two jobs that I'm juggling right now, and we are moving to a different apartment, and I have an announcement that I will share at the end of this podcast about who my replacement will be. And so stay tuned and uh, hope you uh, will not think ill of me. But at the same time, I'm not going to give a shit. It's taco. (laughs) It might be. It might be taco. taco. Um, Why don't you just say it now? No. Mm. I want want people to listen. They They have to earn it. Okay, then don't say it at the end. Say it sometime randomly in the episode. It might be. It might be at the end. It might be, you know, five minutes from now. Who knows? Okay, we'll see. So what um, you're saying is that what we're going to say during this podcast doesn't mean anything. The only reason people want to listen is to know who the new commissioner is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. All right. I don't, I don't like how you uh, view this, and I'm a little, I'm a little hurt. <laughs> We've got our top three listeners sitting right now recording, so uh, we are all very offended. Um, all right, so let's move Dan's on to the next topic. Dan's out there, too, somewhere. That's about it. Let's move on to the next topic, and what we 
need speaking of it's just fantasy in this podcast and listeners what we need from you so uh it takes usually quite a bit of time for us to put together the show doc and uh get some time together and then record all this and edit it so what we are asking from you just to uh make it honestly i just wing it yeah i know i'm talking about what i do (laughs) no but what i uh (laughs) you guys is we ask two things mainly really it's Submit one voicemail a year. That's all. You can do more. We'll answer your questions. We've set people's rosters, even if there are opponents. Um, if you want a debate about who you should pick up, maybe we can do a keeper episode and you can submit who you think you sh- your keeper should be. That's a possibility. But we also are asking for one guest appearance on the show a year. Now, I understand that it might be hard to with scheduling everything, so think ahead and when's going to be the best time for you to do it. Just so you know, we almost always record this during Thursday night football um, because we're doing nothing anyways but watching the game. So we just asked for one hour we don't have entire a year and one voicemail, and then we'll continue to do this. But um, without that, it kind of makes it hard for us to make sure that we have enough people on the show every week and that we've got the uh, investment into it. So, that's all that we need from you all. Speaking of what I mentioned, which is the uh, possibly doing an episode for Keepers and giving you our opinions on your Keepers, it is due on August 23rd. So, your Keeper submission is due on August 23rd. And as a reminder, how it works is if you drafted the player new last year, you get to keep them for the, the round that you drafted. Unfortunately, the person that I drafted, I could have picked one pick later and gotten them in a later round, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But if you already kept them, or if they have been kept by anybody else, that means that they go up one round. So if you drafted them in the ninth, you kept them for the ninth a year later, and now you're keeping again, you're giving up an eighth, and it goes on and on until first. Lastly, you cannot keep first round draft picks. You are not allowed to keep somebody that was drafted in the first round if they are kept in the first round. You can keep them if they are drafted, but you can only keep them for one year. Does that make sense? Did I say that pretty clearly? That makes sense. And honestly, if you have any questions, you can call your new commissioner, who is going to be announced later in the show. Jesus, man. All right. Um, The suspense is killing me. I know. All right. That money, that money for your dues, which is $50, is due on August 30th, one week before the draft, which is always the Sunday before the first game. So the Sunday before that Thursday game is September 6th, and that's when that shit's due. $50. 2019 results. 50 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. If you don't, you owe me, owe me, owe. My junk love. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. <laughs> now, um, for the divisions, we've got Tip Top Division. That's number one. Though that is myself, Dan, uh, Mishy, and Bray. And then for the middle one, which is the Shafted, we've got Cam's Jam, Taco Corp, Believe Lynn, and I Want My Money Back. And then the bottom division, which is just balls. Uh, we've got Eli, Coco. <laughs> Uh, Big C and Jake's team. So we've got the uh, the tip, shaft, and balls divisions. 
Wait, wait, say those again. The the names are of the divisions. No, the people. I didn't hear my. I didn't hear my team. You're in the shaft. Yeah, you're in the shaft. Ah, the most important part. I'm in the balls. So we. This is nice though, because all three people on the show are uh, in each division. So it's kind of nice. Nice. We're the we're the girth of the penis. The uh, <laughs> the most important part. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I guess us at the top are going to be pretty sensitive. We've got a pretty, <laughs> we've got a pretty tough division. Hey-o. Hey-o. All right, nothing like a good penis joke. We've I can't got... believe people don't listen to this. This is comedy gold. <laughs> all right, next up, we're going to take a look at all of the rules that we propose, whether they passed or fails, our views on some of them, and there's a couple unanimous ones. We're going to leave Fab to the end, though, because I know there's a lot of questions and we want to make sure everybody's on the same page. But first up, our first one that we're going to speak to is any rule must be voted on again to make it permanent after the league year. So one thing, it was a 100% unanimous vote. And I think that one thing I want to propose, and if the league says all says yes, awesome, I'm not going to throw up another thing about it. But if anybody has any objections, I think if it's a 100% unanimous jo- vote, then that one's just locked in. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Unless, and, and then if somebody has a problem with it, they can propose something countering it going into the next season. If somebody, if there's like one or two dissenting people who want it yeah, you revisited. It. Yeah, you can nominate it. Right, yeah. Season. Cool. I like that. Um, to put this clearly, though, for example, um, I don't, our keeper one. Can we, can we go back real quick, though? I don't know if that's a great idea because, so say it's 100% unanimous. Um, around the the uh, around one vote and then you go into one year and at the end of that year someone's like man i i like the idea of it but in practice it didn't work out i don't know that i'd want like i i think the one year trial period is great to just leave in place okay for every rule including this one <laughs> yeah sure so this is the th- this is the piece i want to bring up so for this rule for example it will not be voted on next year because we it won't have been affected yet. So it would be since we'll re-vote on ones next year, that's when this rule will be affected uh, so that it'll we'll vote on the following year. Same thing if we had just done keepers, an extra keeper. It would have been an extra keeper. And if you're listening, because Assessi was confused about this, and I just clarified, so if anybody else was, uh, feel free to change your vote. Um, people thought that that would mean this year you add a keeper, like, and we'd be doing two. If we ever add keepers, it will always be the fact that we'll go in to the year like that we are in with only the one keeper, and then the following year from the team that you have, you get to now keep two of them. We would never do it the same year. That's just not fair. Um, so for that being said, if keeper had passed, which it did not, adding one, we wouldn't vote on it again next year. We would vote on it the year following because we wouldn't have seen the effects of it yet. Cool. Uh, keeper got destroyed, though. Actually, it wasn't too bad. It was six to four. Um, no, so we're moving on from that one. I get it. Uh, I was kind of wishy-washy on it anyways, but I voted yes, but um, I thought it'd be more interesting. But, Sailor, you had so some- Here's my, uh, just, just my soapbox real quick on this one. I, I want to be in a dynasty league. I've actually never been in a dynasty league before. And I, I think that, 
when you move to more than one keeper, you are getting in a weird zone between this like wannabe keeper league and then also like you're moving towards dynasty. Obviously it's nowhere close to an actual dynasty league. But when I think about our re- when I think about our drafts and I look at like who people are keeping, how that affects my draft strategy, if if I was now having to account for an additional twelve players being off the board, yeah. it would completely change my draft strategy. And so I enjoy I really enjoy the draft. It's a it's a really fun yeah. time for for I think us as a group. And so if if we move to a second keeper, it's gonna change the league. I think it's gonna change the draft. And and I think that's gonna you have to be way more in depth into your research than in, in round fourteen, th- even thirteen, fourteen, fifteen of who you're taking at that point because you're moving an entire round later. So essentially, you're doing a sixteen-round draft. And so I, I think that keeping just one keeper uh, makes it a little bit more exciting to have the best of both worlds. Do you have anything quick to add on that, Eli? Um, yeah, I think that I, I thought along the lines of Sailor, um, but relinquishing con, uh, commissioner duties to uh, this person, who I will name later, mm. uh, made made me change my mind a little bit about it. I voted yes for the additional keeper just because I like the idea of it making the draft more complex. But I also understand Sailor's point of view because, like, when I do mock drafts in preparation, I'm keeping in mind when I see people go off the board, oh, well, they wouldn't have been there because this person's keeping them in our league. So I need to figure out how this would have gone in that case. I mean, it does add that extra layer of complexity. I and and but at the same time, I think it's it's I I can foresee having a, our league with a second keeper. A lot of people not using their second keeper because the draft is so different too. So I can I can I mean most people take a keeper. I mean, there's been a couple times where people don't keep anybody, but uh, for the most part, everyone keeps one player. I can yeah. see. I can see a situation where people would not keep a second player. All right. Well, I think we said all about that. The only thing that I'll bring up is um, Sailor and I had spoken earlier about this too. Uh, we really, really do want to do a dynasty. So I usually try at the end of the year to get people into it. I'm going to be bringing it up a lot this year. I want to get 10 people who are committed to a long-standing dynasty as an extension of this league. We will allow other people into it. Um, of course, to fill that, but I, I will put a poll out later of who would actually be interested just to see where we start, and um, we can take a look at all platforms and stuff, And but yeah, I want to start one up, but it's been a dream of mine since a little boy. Uh, I think I think we can talk more about it, but I think, uh, especially too, because we're trying to get it started up, um, I, I'd be open to keeping the, like the entry fee fairly low to begin with. Um, just so that we can encourage more people to join. So instead of having like a, a large entry fee where people will be like, I've never done Dynasty, I don't know what it's like, I don't want to do it, I think it might be good to keep the entry fee low and just to get people I think you, you know, into, I think you, into the league and excited about it. I think you start at $10 a year and then you increase that by – you double it every a, year. We can have a conversation about that later because that just gave me a little – that got me triggered when you said $10, but – um, <laughs> but, uh, all right, let's, let's move on. We've got a lot of them to cover. The next one was a controversial one. Um, actually we'll go to the 
we'll go to the trading picks piece first because that was a little bit more in order of how we proposed it. If a player trades a pick away and then does not return to the league the next year, um, they have to pay the dues of their replacement. Just because if you know you're not coming back, but you don't tell anybody, and you trade away all your picks or you decide to leave later, it's really hard to fill those spots. It's also not fair for the person who received those picks to have to give them back so that it's fair to the person entering the league. So the best way to balance it out is that new player does not have any dues to pay. It is paid by the person who left. Um, if there's an extreme example where you're going to be a total dick and then have everyone never talk to you again and decide not to um, pay them, then I, I think the league can just cover it. I don't think mm. a person coming in with a screwed team should ever have to... It, it just makes it easier to get into the league and uh, sell that shittiness. So that one actually passed with a 6-2 um, to two vote yes. That's interesting because that, that's my biggest question was like, how do you force that person who's leaving to then pay those dues? Yeah. And so I think the league covering it is, I think it's a good idea. I like that. I think the, and I didn't put that in there. I like if, if we got to, we'll figure out later. I just, I think it's going to be the rare exception where someone's that big of a dick where they traded away and left. We usually don't let those people in, but um, that is the rule. All right. So the trade deadline the vote was for the November 11th uh, when I created the poll. So we're going to move it up from the 20th. It was going to be for the 11th, and that's what the vote was for. And then I went back into the settings to change it, and it moved to the 13th. It was just an adjustment as the one of the three options. So it will be November 13th, and it will, from now on, if this stands, be the middle, um, the middle date. So next year we'll vote on whether to keep this or not, and I'll probably just throw up uh, the the other two dates again the two earliest dates to vote on again and we'll see how people like it and after that we'll we'll keep it around you preempted my question once again is next year when we re-vote on it can we re can we vote around moving it even earlier so that yeah cool mm -hmm. yeah, that would be locked in though after next year if we move it even earlier someone would have to propose the it again it would just be it wouldn't have to be voted on again to keep it we would just keep it to whatever's chosen for next year um, instant trades, my favorite one, uh, which I wanted even more than fucking kickers, uh, did not pass. It started off just from my view. I'm, I've got these pie charts just on one of my monitors and y'all can't see it cause it's a podcast, but y'all can. And this is my long monitor. That's 44. And, <laughs> and on this one, it w they were all stacked on there and I was watching them all come in pretty fast. And the first four that came in, I voted, I always voted first so that I can't, I didn't choose based on what the votes were. So it was mine, yes, and then four in a row votes no. And I was like, okay, well, this is dead on arrival. I put up the next one, and then I saw it click, 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 and it evened out for a while. And then somebody, somebody was the deciding vote and chose no on this. Who was that? Who was that? I flipped a coin. I was like undecided. That's the fucked up part. <laughs> <laughs> I was good with it either way. I mean, I figured, I figured I'm not going to be commissioner anymore because uh, 
this person's going to take control of the league. And I didn't want to have to deal with the headaches if I was commissioner, but I still don't want to have to deal with the headaches of, I don't know. I'm happy with it either way. Um, I think, I think instant trades has benefits to it, but at the same time, there needs to be some wording about a commissioner veto. If that is the case. I'll um, add that in right now if you chose your vote. <laughs> there is a commissioner veto yeah. built into it, and they can. And I actually had that conversation with you beforehand that if it's that egregious, the commissioner, of course, can reverse it. So we have three league managers. My, uh... I think what 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 I would want to see in that legislation is a, a tribunal vote <laughs> legislation. <laughs> So, so if, if a trade is disputed by anybody, an instant trade is disputed by anybody, the three commissioners will convene, and that way you have a odd number of people voting whether or not to allow that trade or not. I'll but put I that think shit they up right now. Three, did you say three commissioners? Uh, well, not commissioners, managers, managers. All right, I mean, so... it's the three of us, so it, it doesn't really... All right, so, okay, first of all, you keep teasing this. Is it time to tell us, and please don't tell me it's Dan? Um, well, actually, it is Dan in the CBS League that you and I are oh, both in, and uh, I'm going to throw a plug in for <laughs> Dan's League if you want to join Dan's League. Uh, it's a really good league. I've played Man. in it for the last several years. Um, $75 dues. It's on CBS. I actually like CBS a little bit. I don't like it as much as NFL, but at the same time, beggars can't be choosers. I've won. I, I came in second place one year, and it pays a lot more so, than our league, so it's bigger right. money. Um, I've done CBS before. I like it. Um, I, I haven't done. I, I don't know how I feel about going back to standard scoring, but um, that is what it is. It, it's interesting too because like most. So, for example, ESPN standard scoring is now half point PPR, um, but yeah. for CBS standard scoring is the the what was traditionally standard scoring. Okay, um, I I've never played on CBS. I played ESPN, Yahoo, and this. So I'm actually really excited to even if it is standard. Uh, I want. I'm really excited to jump on and try it out, and then because then I would have tried every platform, all the main ones, and we can. There's been a lot of talk of people asking for different platforms for hours so we can kind of make a educated decision. But CBS has brought up a lot, and I just don't want to move over to something if I know I'm going to hate it. So I'm excited to try it out this year. Isn't it amazing what excites us now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was excited about this pre-COVID. Um, <laughs> I was super excited to get back into my office. That, 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 that's just getting out of the house. Yeah. That was... So, that was exciting to me. So you're not going to tell us still about that. That's cool. Nope. Um, I I should, if y'all are cool with it, I'll propose one more um, instant trade thing and say that the three thing that you proposed, I mean, adjustments to rules are fair. I'm fine with that. No, I, I think that what scares people about the instant rule, about the instant trade is that it's, it's final and that there's no changes to it. I agree with instant trades. I think that there is a certain individual, maybe one or two individuals in our league, who have turned people off to the idea of instant trades because of their past behaviors. So I think that what's important for people to understand is that 
instant trade does not mean that you can't file, essentially file a grievance about someone committing collusion. And so I think that, you know, if I have, if we had moved to instant trades and say someone, we'll just run a name, Ari, had made a trade that people had an issue with, I could still file a grievance saying that I think this is collusion, we should look into this, and then we can look into it, and then if it's deemed correct, then the commissioner could re redact that trade. However, when you are talking about lineups for that week and the player going into it, so for example, I want to make a trade on a, on a Wednesday night or a Thursday, or sorry, on a Thursday, and the trade doesn't go through until the next week. So or I don't have Wednesday. a player for that week. Wednesday. Or Wednesday, yeah. I can't, I can't remember what it is. So it, it makes it difficult to make last-minute trades to adjust your team. So say, you're, say one of your star players goes down and gets injured on a Wednesday or a Thursday, and you need to make a trade so that you can you know, win, a, win a big match to get into the playoffs. It's not possible. You can't make that trade. You're, you're, you're dealt with. You have to deal with a waiver wire in order to, to um, in order to help your team. And so I agree with some trades, but I also agree with a with a process that allows you to go back and and deal with uh, issues of collusion, issues of abuse um, with the commissioner. While you're still, well, I think it's here's here's the thing. I think I think it needs to be the three league managers whoever they are. Um, and I think that in People a, a circumstance where speak to about it. Yeah. And then decide. Right. And, and, and I think that, and I think that there needs to be a caveat that if the trade involves one of the three league managers, that a replacement for that person is chosen. So like say Ari and I make a trade and the league doesn't like it. Taylor will convene a tribunal with two other people replacing me and Arlen as voted voters to determine whether or not that trade should be vetoed post hoc. Who's who's the third person? You are. It's you, me, and Arlen. Oh, oh, it's like the three of us as a, a tribunal. Yeah. We we are the man. We are the league managers, according to fantasy, NFL fantasy's setup. Got it. Okay. And so. and 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 I I think that. That way, it still provides – because I don't want it to turn into something, and I don't want to scare people out of the idea that it would be, a, like, authoritarian or totalitarian of the three – us three league managers, too. Well, we don't like this trade, so we're just going to veto it. Um, I think it's, it's – I don't know. It, it, it gets into a tricky little place there, but just, that's why I just voted no, ultimately. There's a level, a certain yeah. level of trust uh, in, in the league's integrity, and and that it, we wouldn't actually allow collusion. So we would stop it. That person would be punished, but we'd also reverse it. I didn't say the reversing part. So as while you're still commissioner, before you make this announcement, you can call on it right now to revote with those stipulations, and we'll see. If it doesn't pass, it doesn't pass. If it passes, it passes. All right. Yeah. Why don't you put it up for a vote again and see what people think, and then. Uh... And then uh, just with this further explanation and with this caveat added on that there would be a tribunal decision about it. And that tribunal has to be, has to be, you know, if Arlen and I like the trade and Saylor doesn't like it, or Saylor and I like the trade and Arlen doesn't, it's a two to one, two to one. 
the commissioner won't have the authority overall. It will has, be a two or three. Ha, yeah. It has to be unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the question that I want to bring up, but we do have to move on to the next one just to make it clear since we're putting this back out there. Now, if somebody brings up that the trade is bullshit, like, and we should be voting on, like, collusion if it's if it that mm-hmm. one team was really trying to help the other team or not is our vote to veto the trade between the three or to allow us to bring it to the larger group as a vote i think that actually would be better if we can if we can if the commission i think i think we can get rid of the unanimity between the three of us and then that way just have a simple majority of between the three managers if two of us think that it should go to the league for a vote, then it goes to the league for a vote. Then the whole league votes on it. And I think that would be ideal. And I think, and I think, you know, in our history, we've only had a few trades vetoed. It's not a massive veto history in our league. Yeah. So it's, there's been a lot of controversy and there's been a lot of controversy and arguments, but in the, in the end trade, most trades do not get vetoed. So I, I think that, this this would just make it so that that process is also less anxiety prone. I know I was worried about Sailor and my trade for Dalvin Cook getting vetoed by yeah. people who were sad, upset to see Sailor get such a good player, or people who were salty that they didn't get Dalvin Cook off of me at that time. Like like I I was anxious about that legitimately, and I think that this Ari's giving me the wrap it up sign. Uh, by the way, Arlen's your new commissioner, and uh, the. Changes to the veto process should be uh, had a feeling. It should it should be um, made in a uh, you know an inclusive environment where everyone gets the chance to vote. I like that you actually like threw the person in that we won't mention again in the middle of that, so that it will be missed if you actually don't listen to this entire argument. And it's at the most important piece right. of the segment. You have to listen to this argument for a vote that's going back up. I mean, I think everyone already knew from the past actions of the last couple of weeks. I actually was going to ask you um, the other day, because everything that's happened with, like, the everything that's happened, listen to the episode, and you'll find out what I'm talking about. And I was like, uh, is, are you, like, stepping up as what's going on here? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He, for the record, he did ask me, but um, I, yeah, I'm the commissioner, the OG original commissioner, uh, taking the <laughs> throne back. I mean, my um, my Oval Office, where I do not. Actually, that's not even a good example anymore. Um, <laughs> but Eli, question for you: Are you remaining a manager? Yeah, so my, I will my be remaining a manager. Entire year will be the. Uh, oh God, what's the what's the agency that oversees like the uh, the like, ethics committee? I'm the ethics committee ah. for Arlen's executive branch. There you go. Yeah, I'm not going to make a... I did say that I should just steal the league from you and make this instant trade thing happen to Mishy, and uh, that was before you called me. I was just joking, and then when you called me and Mishy was here, I was like, bro, I'm, don't worry. <laughs> I'm not <interested. laughs> um, All right, so remove DST is still open for votes, so... We're going to move on through the next few quick because we want to spend a second on Fab, but removing the DST and replacing it with an individual defensive player, either defensive lineback- or defense- defensive lineman, linebacker, or defensive back, 
or a flex position that includes one of the three, it is not going to pass probably. It's got three votes no, one vote yes. There's a lot left, so if you haven't voted, jump in there and put your vote in. Out of everyone on the call, I am the only one that has actually voted for that. So I think I see uh, somebody furiously typing. I think Sailor's going to cast his vote. But I just like the idea of learning more about defense, and it is a big change, but I think it's just cool to kind of learn more about the individuals rather than just a whole team. I think that'd be really cool. Um, that actually getting ready for another uh, rule adjustment announcement, so uh, I, I could care less about that one. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to move on past that then. A unanimous vote with nine votes was to pass the IR spot. Especially, I didn't even think about this or put this into the argument itself, but the IR spot with COVID is going to be a pretty big deal because they announced that it will be three weeks IR if somebody comes down with any uh, with COVID. So uh, I think it's going to happen to everybody's team at some point um, if there is a season. Yeah, I think it'll be funny, like all this work that you put in and then they, they say, ah, we're just going to keep it safe and not have NFL this season. But, like, I would be devastated and very sad, but I would also get a little it, chuckle because of Arlen, all, all this fancy voting that Arlen set up. It would just be a little chuckle. It's a, it's a real possibility. I mean, honestly, like, it is. they are on schedule. They think they're going to do it. But, I, I mean, what happens if two players, two what happens if the quarterback of a, of a team gets COVID and then all of a sudden the running back the main running back on a team gets COVID. And then, oh, shoot, the fucking main defensive player on a team gets COVID. Like, your, your team is destroyed. I mean, you have no chance. So you're out for three weeks. That's three games in a season. That's, that's huge. And I, I think it will be really interesting to see what happens once the season actually starts up, if it starts up, um, especially in some of these, uh, we'll call them southern states. Do we, do we have a list of um... – uh, top players with antibodies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good list, though. <laughs> I hey, Zeke, Zeke, well, Zeke got, got it once. Deep fantasy right there. Uh, they actually don't know yet. So I'm so, thinking the Johns Hopkins contact tracing course. If any of you want to learn more about COVID from one of the top medical schools, it's free. If you, It's a six-week course. And, uh but I can say that they are not sure yet whether or not you can contract you COVID again. You can send this in a text to Correct. all of our listeners and more. We have <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on. Well, let's cuss. First, I want to just uh, clarify the reserve spot is for anybody who has an IR designation, not questionable or just out. They have to actually have an IR designation, which means that they have to be gone for at least three games, I believe. Um, or they're suspended or on the physically unable to perform list. So those are the three qualifications that would allow you to put a, somebody back in or put into your IR spot. If they come back, you cannot make any roster changes or waivers until you get them out. And to get them out, you need to either drop them or drop somebody on your bench, and then you can start making trades and waivers again or, or roster changes. But you can't do anything if... Basically, it doesn't automatically drop the player for you if you can't don't have time within 24 hours or whatever to move them up or make that decision. But it kind of stalls any transactions from happening with your team until 
you balance your team back out. And this is, again, only if that IR player comes back from suspension or um, injured reserve or the pup list. You'll have a little bit of time, as much as you want, but you just can't do anything else. So that's the first thing you have to address. Cool. Um, moving on to that, we had new owner voting. Um, as it has always stood, new owners, since the reason we have new owners not having the rights to vote is we set that up some years ago because we didn't want people coming in who have no experience of the league dynamic to vote on things that they haven't been able to experience within the league. So something we do might be great for us as a group, but they don't like it in their other leagues. So they have to try it in our league first. That's the whole point. The vote though was should new owners who are returning from being an owner in the past, they've been in the league before, should they have their rights to vote immediately and it passed with a majority of the league at six votes. Um, three people said no. I like this one, I think it's pretty um, clean, not a big change, so I kind of want to move to the waiver piece and spend the, I think the rest of our time really on the waiver piece itself. So, this vote was six to five. It was, it was split, I think down 50-50, and then with the, the deciding vote of Dale, um, I believe, maybe he voted no, uh, we'll have, uh, did I vote uh, yes for this one, Arlen? Um, I'll pull it up, but, uh, yes, yeah, so I, right I wanted, I wanted to vote yes for this one. I just can't remember what I did. No, the defi the I think you're skipping over quite a big, uh, rule change that, uh, we need to talk about. What's that? There's another rule change that I, that I really want oh, to talk yeah. about. Your, your guys' favorite rule change. Oh, my God. I had it at the end because I – wow. Because it was the last one that we voted uh, or that was still running. Um, I am excited about this. Uh, so, fuck waivers right now because what's the <laughs> name of the one that uh, passed? Wait, what about, what about kickers? Fuck them. No, I mean, what happened with kickers in our league? Talk about the rule. Talk about the game. We uh we are we'll no longer have kickers. They're gone. They're out of here. They're punted. So with a five to five vote, uh at, at it was lingering there. I did not think last year we voted on this and it was four to five. <laughs> this is what this guy said. You should see him. He's whoo, he is dancing. Put your clothes back on, Taylor. Jesus. <laughs> oh man, this this is worth it. Y'all don't nuts. know what's going on, but this guy is dancing so hard right now because he and I both are oh, the champions man. of hating kickers. And just to put in perspective here, I think everybody knows that I shot it out there, but it was five to five, and I looked, I go, oh my god, it's tied. Who's the deciding vote? Let it be Sailor. And I I jumped in, looked at the list, compared it to our league, and I said, who's missing, who's missing? Uh-oh. It's Khaleesi, the queen <laughs> of kickers. Oh, the queen. I was, I, was so, uh, I was so upset. I just immediately thought it was over. I told him that it's five to five. There's one person left. He said, oh, my God, it might pass. I said, it's Sessie. It's Sessie's the last one. And to my surprise... 
she voted, she said, to quote, I think, (laughs) paraphrase, fuck it, let's try it for a year. Let's try it. Let's just try it for a year. It's not permanent. We revote on it next year. But because of that, we get to add a flex. Sailor, this is yours. Tell me why you're so excited about it. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I want to celebrate. I am celebrating. Betsy, I love you. I've never loved you more in my entire life. Um, (laughs) Listen, everybody. This is going to be great. It's going to be great for the entire league. If you think about what it means to to kick kickers out of the league, like I said in the uh, in, in the in the actual uh, legislative change, as, he, as Eli would call it, um, <laughs> kickers are people. They are they are definitely people, um, but no one cares about them. No one can understand what they're doing. And I've said this for years. If I ever have a son the first thing I'm going to do is teach him how to kick a football because kickers have a long running history of doing well in the NFL. However, when it comes to fantasy, they are terrible. You can't predict what they're going to do. You can't predict, you know, how they're going to, what opportunities they're going to have in a game. It makes no sense. It's literally like saying, literally going to the casino and saying, I'm just going to go to a roulette table and just fucking let it ride. And I'm tired of letting her ride. You know, <laughs> I came into this. <laughs> I came in here to, to to have some strategy and to have fun and to actually put some thought into what I'm doing. I don't want to be a mindless Republican. I don't want to. So we finally don't Dan can, <laughs> we finally can can make plea to Bay great again. Ah. <laughs> And making me and, and experience here. the reality that is a league with no kickers. So thank you so much. Did you vote uh, yes or no on this, uh, Eli? Uh, I voted. I voted <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Eli. I, I believe this was the one that I actually did the coin flip on, and uh, I was going to switch my vote to yes at some point. But if it was cl- if it was still tied and Sethi did not come through. I was, I want the flex spot. I actually wanted the super flex spot. Yeah, and I realized that no, this was super flex. Yeah. I wanted the super flex spot bad. Um, and I think that with the DST vote in mind, people should also keep this in mind since that's still a running vote. Yeah. Um, the, what I like about the super flex is that it makes quarterbacks more valuable. Um, basically a super flex is that any position that we that, have that available for a vote. I, I do have one that I didn't throw out because I saw it only you and I voted for Superflex and it was to change mm-hmm. our flex to Superflex, but I didn't throw it up because it's uh, no one's going to vote for it. Yeah, I just want to make the case so that maybe people can consider it for next year and pay attention to this a little bit more this year. But quarterbacks are dramatically undervalued in our league. I had two yeah, of the best quarterbacks on my team. Yeah. Yeah, I had two of the best quarterbacks in in the game on my team for quite a while. In what year? And then, who who are uh, they? Hang on, I gotta look. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I forget. I forget. I forget who they were, but I know it's happened to be so amazing. I don't even know who they were. <laughs> so, I, so it's my whole thing with the quarterbacks and the idea of the superflex started a few years ago when I actually won the championship. That season, the quarterback spot was the toughest spot for me all season. 
And it drove me so nuts that I made it a point to draft strategize for quarterbacks and then to pick quarterbacks every year and, and focus on quarterbacks every year when I'm prepping my draft. The ill side effect of that is I ended up with Aaron Rodgers and who else did I have in the draft last year? I, I forget. I drafted two quarterbacks insanely high. Um, and, and I was happy with it because that way if something happened to one of them or I could just switch them back and forth. And, and I, but what I think the problem is, is that there's too many good quarterbacks that stay on the waiver wire. And I think that the waiver wire is inundated with quarterbacks who should be on somebody's team. Um, And I think that disagree. I I think that if you were to make a super flex position and enable teams to use the option of a quarterback, that would one force people to basically take all the quarterbacks off the waiver wire. What I agree with. Want to say so many things. What I agree with with what you're saying, and I I don't want to spend too much time because it's not up for a vote this year. Um, I, we decided not to throw it out. So ponder it. If y'all really want it, I'll throw it out there because it was a submission. But a, the quarterback, to your point, it's one of the highest scoring and most valuable, but at the same time, you can get by by streaming quarterbacks pretty easily. You can't do that with a lot of positions, even though that's the most important position in football. So it takes the importance of the position in the NFL and gets fantasy closer to to the NFL's importance of a good quarterback. So that is why I like adding it to it. it. It matches it a little bit better. I don't think anybody you can grab off the waiver wire and just roll with it. But in a, you cannot do that. You can't stream quarterbacks and rely on that in if there's two quarterbacks being able to be played. So I do like that it, it makes the importance of a quarterback closer to what it is in the NFL. But I, I want to get back to the tight end. Um, I'm sorry, to the kicker argument because oftentimes people bring up that tight ends statistically are less predictable than kickers which is true it is actually true but here's the difference and why it feels like that's not the case and here's the difference of why it's bigger deal with kickers kickers have a Show show me the data okay well i won't pull it up right now but we will whatever find it Stop the um, interview. I want to see the data. <laughs> <Pause>. <laughs> I'll wait. Um, the people will wait. The Trump reference. And then that, read that out is, the entire web address <laughs> <laughs> to get to the article. No, uh, but the, the difference here is that kickers have a wider range of points. They can score negative in a decent... Um, there's a decent chance that they score negative or zero or one or two. And there's also a decent chance that they go off if you have a good kicker or whatever or just if you don't even and score 20 points like the range is so much higher than what a a typical range of a tight end is so that's why i think it's stupider and stupid and serial killer like stupider stupider they're gone (laughs) (laughs) um the last one which we started to talk about and move forward uh we want to spend a little bit of time on waiver turning into Waiver Fab, why is this good for our league? How did you all vote? I like Fab. I don't I remember. It makes the, I, I voted for Fab. <laughs> I think that Fab makes it a little, a little more fair. So, for example, with the waiver wire, it is all around how your team is performing. So, for example, your team 
ended up in the last place for that week, then you are going to be our – I think that's right. Yeah, so your team is the last place for that week, and you had not drafted anyone the week before, uh, then you had the first fab spot. Um, that's cool. That's great. Uh, it, it allows for some congruity in, in terms of um, equity. However, when you are talking about uh, free acquisition budget or FAB, you can allow people to use a strategy, again, going back to a strategy, um, in terms of how they spend their money to acquire, to acquire positions. And so if you say, okay, this is a guy who, for example, George Kittle came on a couple of years ago. I just happened to be able to get him because of my position. Not because I want to spend 100% of my fab to get him. If I spent that, then I'd be screwed for the rest of the year. So it just brings more thought process into the, into the, into the equation rather than, okay, who's last in the league? You get a player. Yeah, it's consequence. There's actual consequence, not just happen to be that person there. I like the idea of rewarding the people and keep it more balanced in the regular waiver system. But with Fab, again, sorry, but it just skill is more important than just being fair and balancing out artificially. Um, Agreed. Eli, you did vote yes on this. Um, and so I think we were all in agreement. And Eli, the difference is here, Eli has never played in a league with Fab and um, Sailor and I have. So as it stands right now for the Fab, it's the uh, the budget that you're going to receive, some people do 100, 200, you can do whatever you want. For our league, we are doing 216 fab points for everybody. Um, yeah, so we're going to we're gonna actually just talk about a couple things because half of our league, I would assume, has done fab and half hasn't. Let's just, down the middle, let's say. So for those who have not, there are some common mistakes that are made that we want to make sure that we talk about here today. And then since Eli has not, and Sailor and I both have been in those leagues, we'll give Eli a chance to first just ask some questions that you might have as well. And uh, while you're doing that, I'll check if there's any questions submitted in our league. All right. So I, I guess my biggest question is, what if the same amount is add is bid on a player going into the waivers that week does does it then switch to the head-to-head standing setup like to break the tie between those two bids well uh so the question was sailor why don't you take this (laughs) (laughs) uh i i mean it depends on how you set it up I, i i believe that is the case um so for example so in this case, uh, Eli and I both bid on a player. We bid the exact same amount. It would then go to like the same rules that we have for waiver wire right now, where um, where Eli is lower in the standings, therefore higher in the waiver wire, and then he would get the player. That, that's my understanding of it. I've never run into that problem before because the likelihood of people betting the exact same amount is, is very low. Um, it is, it, that is I, I guess it, it depends on the league. Yeah, that is how it works, though. The, those are the settings that we have set up for it. Uh, also, a question that was brought up, do we have a minimum? 
no, we don't have a minimum, which means that you can bid zero on a play, player, and if nobody else bids on them, and everyone, like five people bid zero, same thing, it would go, same process as uh, our original waivers. Um, so, yeah, does that make sense, Eli? Which is actually really important, because when you get to, when you get to the end of this season, and say I spent all of my, my fab budget, um, you know, earlier in the season, I still have the opportunity to pick up people on the waiver wire. So some, some leagues will do a minimum bad budget of like a dollar, which I think is stupid because <laughs> at that point, if I run out of money on my fab, I no longer can use waiver wire. That's not the point of the league. The point is to, to have activity. And so if I have a person that I want to go after and I can, no one else wants to go after them, I can spend zero dollars. And so it, it's, a, it's a zero risk opportunity. And so it adds to the the um, the action of the league and the, the, the what I think of as, as fun. Um, and so I think uh, the $0 budget is, is a great opportunity. So I guess that, that brings up another question. I guess it's more clear, a question of obtaining clarity rather than an actual question. So, like, chances are if I go, if we go into the waiver wire and I know, oh, this wide receiver went down, wh who's his backup? Oh, he's on the waiver wire. If I think that other people are going to bid for him, I will try to decide, well, how much do they need a wide receiver and try to bid above what I think they would bid. Is that essentially the strategy that's going on with this? Yeah. So you're trying to yeah. get just over yeah. what the next person mm -hmm is uh bidding so f for example if i bid 10 and i'll actually bring up a, a commonly used strategy so that everybody knows and it's fair if i bid if i actually bid 10 and i am talking to eli and he t i tell him that i'm actually bidding 20 for this player because he says to me that he's not interested and he really is so he goes out there and bids 21 I only actually bid 10, though, and I lied to him so that he would have to bid more. And then he would get it for $21 when he could have gotten it for 11 Because it won't, it's not a, it's a blind auction. No one knows what people are auctioning for. And you get them for what you said that you could, you were going to do. So, yeah, there is definitely a strategy in lying or, or misleading or... <laughs> There's, there, are, I mean, there are times when, when someone will bid 40% 40, 40 of their budget on a player and the person, the next highest person, will bet 5% of their budget. It just depends on how much you need that player and then looking at the league and saying, okay, how much do other people need this player as well? And, okay, is my opponent going to try and screw me over as well? And so it just it adds – not only strategy, but also some kind of like, I, mean, I think excitement to it as well to say, yeah. okay, I'm going, I really need this guy. Do other people really need him? And it's not just around who's the last place. Because I think what happens sometimes too is that in, in a league, you have people who are in last place who just aren't even trying, and they automatically get that top waiver wire. And so they are, you know, just kind of doing the, the least amount to be existent in the league, which means they are, you know, in last place, and then one week they decide, oh, this guy's cool, I'm going to grab him, and then you're screwed. However, it, with mm. FAB, yeah. it's all about being able to pick dependent on how much you need the person, not dependent on where you 
place in the league. So here's the thing, since you brought up a couple of things that were uh, speaking points as well. You said you use the phrase percentage of your fab. So this is a big call out. When you hear any um, fantasy advice out there and somebody says a number, if they don't say percentage, usually a lot of times analysts do say percentage of fab. Um, since we talked about in the beginning, you can use 100, some people use 1,000, some people use 300. Like You can do it to whatever you want. Percentage of the budget is what you should speak to. So when people say 10 and they don't say percentage, they say, I would bet 10 on this person. In our league, that's going to be closer. Let's say ours is just 200 to make it easy. That's going to be closer to 20. So, well, that is 20 in our league. So 10% of our budget is what they're talking about, not just 10, because the standard is 100 when you're looking at it. So just know that when you're trying to get advice on how much to bid so that you're not underbidding based on a different uh, amount in a different league. Uh, the other it, it, it's points versus percentage. So it's, are you bidding a hundred points or are you bidding a hundred percent? Um, so it, I mean, fairly simple. I mean, I, I think from my perspective, I, I like this idea and I'm excited about it. I guess my only other concern with it would be whether or not I can get the players like if there's one player that I just really want, I don't know. It's it's like I guess the thing that I, I dislike about it is the idea that I know I lose the week and especially early in the season where the standings are really could go either way by the end of the season. But say I lose week one and my quarterback goes down, I like the comfort of knowing that well I can take the best available quarterback on the waiver wire because I'll have priority one waiver. Yeah, you that's no longer word, the though. that's no longer the case, you right? You have to if you, think it, if you if you think about it though, if your quarterback goes down and you need a quarterback, it's most likely that other people don't need a quarterback, so you will not need to spend a lot of your fab on getting that quarterback. Okay, unless they want to troll me. That's true, and this brings me to another strategy. You don't always have to pick up a player that you need. You can spend your money, especially in crucial weeks, to pick up somebody that your opponent needs. If you saw somebody's running back go down and that flex is on the waiver, you don't need them. You can screw over your opponent and use it that way too. So it's not just, you can be whatever rank in it. It just depends on where your fab is and how much money that you are able to spend and how you want to use that fab. Which brings me to another point. What's the number one, and I'll have Sailor cover this one, what is the number one mistake that new fab players um, have or make? I think the number one mistake is people spending all of their money early in the season. Um, so they just don't understand how the percentages work. Um, and it also depends, too, on what the player is and what their team needs. And so you think about injuries in the league and so think about uh, and i'll go back to the, the example of george kittle george kittle became uh, available fairly early in the league um when he had his breakout and so people in in in, in fab leagues that i was in at the time spent 
stupid amounts of money on George Kittle. And it worked out for him. It was great. However, at the end of that year, they had less money to spend when their running back got injured or their wide receiver got injured or their quarterback got injured. So you need to be, be careful about the amount of money that you're spending in the beginning of the year to allow yourself to have money at the end of the year. To, to utilize comments, though, I, I think it's also important to, to, to say that even with, the way, even with the waiver wire, people screw each other over. Think about the end, yeah. end of the year. I, oh, I'm yeah, an individual I, I do it all is, the time. <laughs> I'm an individual, and people get mad at me. Like, I'm not even in the playoffs, and I'm in the consolation bracket, and I'm taking top players off of the off of the waiver wire. People are like, dude, you're not even in this. Why are you taking Why are you taking these well, players? That's a dumb. Because league. I care. Because <laughs> I care about this league, and so you could you could screw each other over in both systems. I think that the the fab allows people to have a little more strategy in how they screw people over, rather than just doing it. And there's they a want balance to. in it too. So when you yes. screw people yes. over in a traditional what we've been doing as our waiver system. You're not. You're only giving up. Like I'm gonna pick this person instead of that person, but in this one, you're giving up quite a bit to screw somebody over yes. because Fab is set, like you don't win your. They always say you don't win your league at the draft. You win it through your trades and your waiver pickups. And why shouldn't we have even more strategy in the biggest part of the the biggest piece that gets you to the playoffs? If you think about it too, like, so say in a week there's four players that are of high priority. Yes, there might be a top player you want, so you need you need to as a manager say, okay, of these four of these four players, I'm going to designate my fab based upon how important these individuals are to me. Maybe I really really need the individual who might someone else might think is the third top player, but they're the top player to me. And so you have to look at other teams. You have to be more involved with the league. And so it keeps people more uh, uh, included in what's going on, not just in their own world, but also what's going on in the rest of the league, which I think is, is a benefit to fantasy football in general because it's not just a matter of um, – sorry, Eli, I will wrap it up. I pause it. I have a tendency to ramble about these things. Uh, it's not just a matter of Eli, um, you know, you know, what I'm doing. Eli's. It's what we're all doing. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, let's move forward with this. I think that I'm excited about it. The um, I want to quickly just mention a few other pieces that go into play here. Uh, I just want to mention some of the averages. Well, I'll just read them off for you. I'm Just the general per position, what people usually spend. And again, back to my earlier point, I'm talking about percentage and not the points themselves all right so first let's look at the average suggested bids for the top five weekly waiver wire targets at every position over the last four years so for quarterbacks 4.2 is the average running backs 13.6 wide receivers 8.6 and kittle really screwed up this average 4.2 here are the average suggested bids for the number one weekly waiver wire target at each position. So the other one, again, was the average for all players taken, excluding, obviously, I think it probably excludes the dollar ones. Um, but this is the average for the number one option every week. Quarterback does not jump significantly. 
6.4. Running back, jumps a lot, 25.2 for the number one. Wide receiver, 13.4% of your budget, and tight end, 7.3%. What is uh, What are two of the positions that I did not mention, gentlemen? That would be kicker and defense and special teams. Yep, so kicker got punted. We're not going to mention that. But it hold, the reason why they're not on this list is the same reason why defense is not on this list. <laughs> and it's because, and uh, also while I'm speaking to that sailor, I left something highlighted in the show doc for you. Um, and that's because the kicker and the defense special team that you shouldn't be spending a lot on them, okay? You should be spending maybe a dollar on them. It's a horrible position to invest into. So that's my biggest piece on here. And now I have just asked Sailor to put his vote in for removing special teams while we're all sitting here so I can see. It won't, I don't know if it'll cause it to actually pass or fail. I think it will. It actually will if he... Or no, it'll be close. Eli just voted no for removing special teams, defense special teams, and replacing with individual performance, defensive player. I mean, um, and then we had. If you would have, if you would have had the the flex, the super flex spot as an option, I would have, uh, I would have voted. I didn't, yeah. want, I didn't want three. I didn't want three flexes. Um, and then we'll see what Sailor is voting. Well, you can just tell us you're voting no on that. <laughs> Making me log in. What is the what's the the change? This is defense, uh, Ireland's proposal is special team with the individual defensive player. Sorry, what one at a time? Defense special teams being replaced with the individual defensive player. No, I don't like that. So, one more no vote, and it is out. So far, as only me that has voted yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Ari, so. I will go back and say that what I told you when we talked privately about it. If you were to make it so that it's three defensive players, so you, you choose one defensive lineman, one one linebacker, and one defensive back, and then a flex, so add four positions, I'm not so you have positions. a full defense. Yeah, I'm not. I would be into. I would be all into that. I but wouldn't even be into that because because would, you're trying to replace defensive special that. teams. Yeah. <laughs> because you're trying to replace it with. One position with one less. No. I mean, that's the thing. Is then you're forced to choose between a defensive lineman and a linebacker. And like the for those of you who haven't played in the IDP league before, which I have, the the trick is like each position has different values because they score differently. So linebackers are generally like the running backs of IDP because they end up. Uh, collecting the most tackles, but they also have a, a higher chance of getting a sack or getting an interception. Defensive yeah, linemen yeah. get. Eli. I, I'm explaining this. Just, this is. Just stop. This is, just stop. This is no one cares. cares. It's not. No one cares. You even voted no. It's not going to pass. You even voted no. Then I won't quiet. <laughs> you can't vote <laughs> no and then argue for the defense individual defensive players. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so only I think it's important that people know. Miles Garrett. That vote, one more no vote, <laughs> and it fails, and that closes up most of the voting. As a reminder, if you were, especially if you're skipping to the end to hear the commissioners, you have to go back. Uh, but the, it is right after, to give you a clue, if you hear us talking about it, 
Um, we are it's putting Arlen. up a trade. Uh, the former commissioner, Eli, has put up a... Uh, the Asked for the trade to be put up about the instant trades with a change. So we're going to put that up to vote again. Um, I'm going to do this in a couple days and uh, after people have a chance to listen to this and after this is posted, oh, yeah. probably one day after I post this. I think I should also add before we leave that uh, you need to send your money to Arlen now. Um, I don't want to do uh, that part. I'm going to still have you do that. Really? Can we stop using oh. the cash app? No, if it's me, you're still using the cash app. Same with here, so it doesn't matter. Um, all right, so we are going to sign off. I think um, I think we're down to. I actually didn't get their opinions on it, but I want to do a uh, who's your keeper and looking at every just one episode about who your should your keepers be. So if you have any questions on should I decide on this person or that person, submit them and we'll answer. Next week. Remember, we also have yeah, we'll do it next week. We also have a. Uh, a way to submit voicemails, which we'll share again soon in Slack. So if you'd like to, you can submit a voicemail. We can play it on air, and you can ask the questions. It actually is a requirement once for every single individual to keep this podcast going a year at least from week one on. So your keeper one is a little bit of a bonus for us. I appreciate it. And then one visit per cool. week as a guest it doesn't have to be a voicemail either. It could be a submission on Slack as well in text. It doesn't have to be because I know that uh, some people don't like to get on the phone and call and, and leave an actual voice message. We accept text, me text messages as well. <laughs> That's true. I was referring to the uh, app, though. You can actually just record audio on the app and, and leave it, and we can insert it. But if you want to do that that way, that's fine, too. Any closing thoughts from you gentlemen before we wrap this hella long episode up? Uh, no, I'm excited to go through a season without having to deal with all the drama of being commissioner. Although Ari's still putting that putting that evil on me by making me have to take the money, but oh, I guess you I are. Uh, then, uh, yeah, I'm the commissioner. You don't have to go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I'm gonna say something. So I'm gonna say something. I know we're getting we're getting long here. Um, it's a little more serious. Um, so. Uh, in, in the past two months, um, I've dealt with a lot of a lot of loss in terms of friends and family. Um, my 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 uh, my wife's grandfather passed away. Uh, I don't know if you if everyone's heard, but uh, Jeremy Gatta, his uh, his father, passed away unexpectedly. Mm. Um, I myself. I uh, have had uh, some, some, some issues with my, my own family. And so I think with that, it reminds me of the importance of, of friends and family. And I think it also reminds me of the, the reason why I am so excited every year about fantasy football. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to re-engage and, and I'll call it an excuse to really um, follow up and, and become engaged with the people that, that are most important to me, the people that I love in my life, and that's you guys, and that's my family. Um, and so I think that I'm, I'm super excited. I hope, that, I hope that football season happens this year. If not, then we'll have to find another way to, uh, to make this happen, but uh, to make this connection happen. 
But uh, I, I, I'm just really excited for this to, to continue forward. I think that it's important that we remember why we do this. And, um, and I think uh, for me at least, uh, a lot of it goes back to Brad um, and what he taught us about um, staying connected and, and, and remaining just lifelong friends. And so I love you all. I oh. am excited to continue to stay in touch with you. I'm excited to uh, reconnect with those that I might have uh, not not been connected that, that I wish I was over the past you know few months. And so um, I'll end on that. I'm I'm really excited. I love you guys, and I'm excited to, to keep going forward. Oh, um, we love you too, Taylor. Yeah. yeah, we love you too, man. It's a uh... I'm not going to add too much to that because you said it perfectly and I'm I'm just happy that the season's starting and we can uh uh all connect in a in a stronger way and something that we all care about and we get to do it together. So, yeah, I'll cheers to that. Oh, yeah, cheers to that. With your Indians cup. All right, y'all. <laughs> well, this has been the first episode of the season of It's Just Fantasy and we will be back in a week. And we'll go over your keepers. And if you're having any hard times deciding or you just want to announce it uh, and not to the league in a different way, but on the, to the league in this podcast, we will announce it for you. Uh, let us know, and we'll talk to you next week. It's been real, y'all. Bye, guys.